HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of The Speakeasy is brought to you by Diageo. Check out their fine portfolio of spirits. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Souther, how you doing, bud? I'm very well. How are you? Dude. I'm really psyched about your book. Thank you. How's so it been going? Man, it's great. Uh, sales are up, and people are enjoying, and uh, I, I couldn't be more proud of the work that we did as a uh, thank you. Uh, as a team, my uh, editor, Jeff Ashworth, really put in a lot of muscle. Eric Metzger, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. was our photographer. It's amazing. Like It's exceeded all of my expectations, for sure. Are you, uh, you psyched to be traveling around doing all the book tour stuff? Man, it's it's. It's great. It's a pleasure. Like, people are so welcoming. Like, I don't know. It's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, so you already have plans for the next one? Uh, yeah. They've already asked me to write another book. Um, we're working out an outline, and we'll see what, uh, which way it goes. Cool, man. I don't know. It was a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to do it again. But you forget the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, I kind of had forgotten how hard it was to write this one in the interim between having finished it and having it arrive. Um, so I don't know exactly how I feel. I, it's whatever. I'll probably do it. Yeah, you know me. I'm sure you will. I, I don't say no to projects. When you get your next iPhone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I get an iPhone 10, iPhone people out there, that'd be great. <laughs> Maybe if I get one, I'll uh, I'll also write a book on it. <laughs> how are things with you? Great. It's a beautiful Kick day on. in Brooklyn. Sure is. And uh, uh, yeah, man, things are great. Uh, moving right along. Working on some new projects. Uh-huh. West uh, Coast. West Coast, yeah. Been out there for a little bit. Is and, it uh, true? Is the West Coast the best coast? Mm, I don't want to get East Coast, the Beast Coast? <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> but, uh, is the West yeah. Coast the best coast? <laughs> um, yeah, just trying to uh, <laughs> trying to maintain, you know, trying to not feel any pain. And the way I like to do that all the time is... It, it's actually kind of cool because we have a really great person in the studio today. I'd really like to drink tequila to not feel any pain. <laughs> so sure. we should uh, introduce our guest. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got uh, uh, Enrique de Colsa, uh, the master distiller from Tequila Don Julio, uh, uh, one of the one of the luxury brands from Diageo in the studio. Welcome, Enrique. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good nice to, to have, have you in the studio. Here. Yeah. I'm glad to be here with you. Cool. Easy travels getting here. Uh, easy, but long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy to come, but for from many other places, and and the the travel will continue to three, four more cities, and 
Yes. You're like a rock star. You tour around and, and give shows. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes <laughs> stay for two or three months there in the distillery. But when sometimes that tour starts, yes, maybe can be one and a half month uh, traveling. How does that feel for someone like you? Do, do you think you ever thought, you know, I'm going to be a distiller of a thing that I love to make, and then that's going to propel me into like the spotlight of, of stage? Uh, well, I don't think we're like rock stars, but like there's something to be said. Other people do their jobs every day and they do it really well and they don't get asked to travel around and talk about it. Not exactly, this, but it's, it's a matter of what, what the life put to do it because, of course, uh, in some, I can tell you if, if I think, think it many, many years ago or when I was a kid to say I'm going to be this or really when I start to, uh, to start uh, um, starting in the, in, the, in the engineering world, uh, thinking about liquids and that things that I've been in my first years after the college, uh, I start to work with liquids of any any kind. I work with oils and perfumes, and and that was my beginnings. Definitely, I never, never dream or thought right. what I'm doing here, and well, and with the brand that I'm doing, no, because also it's quite a different to run a distillery or be in charge of some distillery company. And the other is to run a brand like this. No, right. this is a prestige. It's another level prestige and uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of a weight on your shoulders uh, because you are carrying not only a great quality of product, but also a tradition, a heritage, uh, something that, at least for the Mexicans, has been, uh, you know, five, 500 years making tequila. And Don Julio, the number one tequila in Mexico by far in the premium, ultra-premium market, and then also it's um, so that extra, extra, extra job. No? There's heritage and tradition and, like, continuity. You have to be the same all the time, right? Exactly. You have to make, they, exactly. they expect the product when they open the bottle, and it has to be there every single time. Exactly. That was, that was what is the main thing. And the other thing is when, when you release something, uh, you need to continue also that tradition of quality and to create something that do not copy to others. No, it's not to make another tequila. It's to make... The different. Tequila, it's tequila right. that must to be tequila, but with something different. No, that must be amazing. It's the number one sold tequila in Mexico. Yes, in the premium ultra premium market, no we idea. are the number one. That's amazing. I did. Number I didn't one, know that. Uh, number if one in number, home turf. Yeah, if yeah, you're like number course. one in your home yeah. turf, yeah, then, you're killing it. Yeah, you're doing you're doing a pretty good job there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your kind of position and role, master distiller. How did you get started with Don Julio? Well, I well, I actually, I'm the master stiller. I'm the director of operation director. I run the distillery and I run the quality and all the production doing there in the distillery. And I reach Don Julio, as I told you before. I, I work for many times related with liquids, many kind of liquids, and I was designing plants for milk and juices and other things. Oh wow! In my beginnings, as an engineer, though, right? Yes, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm industrial engineer with a not a master, but a specialization in chemical. But I'm in do basically I'm industrial engineer, and I met Don Julio, being my customer, in 1988, 89. I worked with them, with with his team and with himself, to design a bottling line, and the bottles for produce uh, Don Julio tequila. Uh, the tequila was launched in 1987, and then in 1988-89, I met them designing, because the bottle was, in that time, 
was quite different from sure, any, yes. any 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 tequila bottle. Uh, in the it's past, right. all the tequila bottles was similar, not cylindrical and tall and rounded, and was easy to bottle. But to bottle in an automatic line, in a square one, a short one, hand blown that breaks a lot because it's so fragile. Then I work with them, uh, develop, change it part of the bottle by itself, and designing how to bottle in a, in a, in a machine. And then I met him in that in that in those times. And then later, uh, a friend of mine uh, of another brand uh, invited me to to go to run his distillery. wasn't done, wasn't Don Julio in that time. And in '86, I moved out from Mexico City. I, really, my my challenge or, or my dream in that time. I knew how to build distilleries and plants and bottling plants. And one of my friends, as my customer also, knew that I wanted to go out of Mexico City. I lived in Mexico City for the, for in those times. And I accepted to move to Guadalajara to run this other distillery. Uh, in, 80s, in, in in an engineering capacity? Or were you going yeah, yeah, to no, distill? No, no, no. As an operation, operation sure. director mm-hmm. also, in charge of the distilling. And... And then I, I moved. It's a lot it. more fun than milk. Uh, well, yeah. no, by far, <laughs> by far. No, but I told you, make meals and juices and perfumes. Perfumes is quite similar, by the way, and a lot of of, of the spirits also. I work from design some bottling lines and and you know and pumps, pumps and heat interchangers and filters for for another brands, even for spirits also. And and when I moved it with these guys uh, in 1996, uh, yes, 1996. Then I, I, I went into the tequila world with this other brand. And in some moment around 1988, uh, Don Julio, the, the one that used to be my customer 10 years before, we, we met in a tequila a chamber meeting. And then he told me, hi, Enrique, what are you doing here? Because this is for a tequila producers. And you sell bottles and lines and say, no, I'm, that's part of the process. I'm, I'm, tequi- I'm tequila producer since two years ago. Well, we have not been in touch for a while. And then he explained me that he was starting to deal to sell the company to Seagram in that time. The first buyer, the, the, the external uh, that bought the, the factory from the family was Seagram. And then they fam- they finally sold the, in 1999, and then this was 1998. And then he told me we went to dinner and say, okay, we are the family, and then these people are uh, sort some corporative things. We need a kind of guy who who knew the two worlds sure, the and, and keep us and keep us how to link it the, to trespass that. And that's why in 1999, I <clears throat> sorry, I moved with them, and then I left the other company and I joined. Uh, Tequila on Julio in 1999, and I worked with him for that time up to 2004 when he retired. And when he retired, nobody from his family wants to be in the technical part. I moved in with him as a as a operation director also, first as as a production manager, and then I went to a operation director. And when he decided to retire, uh, I was the the technical guy, the, guy who was in charge and say. You're, well, you are there. <laughs> you're the obvious choice, right? <laughs> exactly. And then I stayed there since that time. So you've been with Don Julio for almost 20 19, years. 19, almost yeah. 20 years. This year, it will be 19 years. Amazing. Um, and you love it. I can I tell, it. I can I tell it. by the I way you talk about it. You love but, it. Yeah, I, now it's in my heart, in my head. So before it was my blood. milk, a juice, a perfume, <laughs> finally tequila, in, in, and then in, now finally the tequila to be, you To want, be in right? the blood is very easy. 
all, yeah. all, all, the, all the days I make an, an effort to let it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So do I. <laughs> um, so uh, you've been hanging out with him for 19 years. Uh, let's talk about what, what it is you make over there. Um, you have six different labels, right? Uh, actually, are eight. Eight? Eight. We have six here, but there's... Oh, uh, no, you keep no. the secret stuff back yes. home. But totally, That's why you're the totally number now one we have in eight Mexico. In Mexico yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have only one that is not here. This, uh, with this is going to be our seventh. The, those, but, this uh, one that's the, on the, the table cask, we haven't mentioned the yet. The double cask, exactly. But that one is the seventh. But we have a very, very, very new one, only Mexico, that was a two months ago release. Maybe, I don't know, in the future here in the States, but... But totally, we have eight. Do you want to run us through all, all of them? Well, yes, we have the, our, <clears throat> the, we can say as all the tequilas, the basic one is the Blanco. You must to produce Blanco to produce the rest. That's what comes out of the still. Exactly. Uh, for, not, not, not for, we know the reasons, but the first Don Julio that, was, that exists was not the Blanco. Physically, of course, was the Blanco. But in terms of, of selling, the first one was Reposado. Okay, mm -hmm. first they sold Reposado for a long, long history about that how was released the product into a party and the one that they liked in that moment, the, the guest of that party was Reposado and the first was that somebody asked for to sell it was Reposado. That was our first one for, in term of time was Reposado. But then we have Blanco, we have Reposado. The Reposado is aged in, bar, in American white oak barrels and we for one turn of bourbon, we don't use new new wood. We use one turn bourbon, and, and we let it there for eight months. And then we have another reposado, that is a new one that is in Mexico. That maybe yeah, we, 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 we gotta we travel to go get later. But we have a reposado clear. We call is a is a kind of seventy, but now in reposado, Don Julio seventy. And then we have three añejos. That is. The regular, the one that well-known, Don Julio Añejo, that is 18 months in the same barrels. And then we have Don Julio 70, that is the first Añejo Cristalino, the, the first Añejo Clear, that is the same 18 months, but with a process the, that I use to, to filter with charcoal, not through charcoal, that is a quite different. And that means that we put charcoal inside and let it rest for some certain amount of time, and then we filter through cellulose, and then what we do is remove some flavors and aromas. The results give us also a clear product because the charcoal removes the color also, mm -hmm. but I didn't work to remove the color. Really, what we removed was flavors and aromas in order to enhance the Blanco and the herbal sensations of the Blanco we needed to return it, or we wanted to return it to an añejo. Okay, the añejos are sweet, as smooth, as great. That part is beautiful, but people also like that powerful, that alcohol sensation, that strong, that sure, that heating, grassy and herbal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like a Benjamin Button situation, right? Like it aged backwards. And then it went aged backwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? A, a kind of that because that because is is in certain way yes is returning. Something from the basics, not, but not but without losing the smoothness and the sweet of the añejos. What, That's what, what we did. What prompted this innovation? What made you say to yourself, "I'm going to do this thing where I kind of reverse engineer it"? Other than your degree as an engineer, do, do we have two hours to tell you about? <laughs> yeah, it? let's talk. 
Let's, let, let me finish what, what is sure, there and, and go back. No okay. problem, only, only to finish that. Then we have Reñejo, of course. Then Don Julio 70. We're going to take it a little bit more. Then we have another Añejo that is really, really hot here. That is the 1942. Yep. That Añejo, instead of, of the 18, yeah. we... People are clamoring. <laughs> only, only, you have here a little bit about that. People are clamoring for this <laughs> Yes. And that is uh, 30 months, is two and a half mo- uh, years uh, aging. Uh, all, all, also, is the same barrels. and can take a, a little bit more than in, in the barrels. And then we have uh, um, Do Julio Real, that is... Uh, uh, 40 months age is an extrañejo, okay, and is the, 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 the longer in time. The new one that we are going to present now is the other reposado, that is the reposado dos barricas, but I believe that we are going to, to, say, to talk later, that is the double cask, okay? We can talk about it now. I see it in Damon's hand. In, you can't uh, pray it out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to talk with him about that <laughs> because he has it. Well, uh, okay, before we get into that, which we're going to pour and drink... Let's let's do rewind and talk about what what what. I want to talk about the Reposado being the first product because like there's that too. Yeah. What what year would that have been? Would that have been like the Na- late 1987? 1987. Yeah. Okay, that kind of makes a lot of sense to me because the like in like the late 80s and then through the the 90s, especially when there was like a huge there was a big drought in. Uh, in Mexico, so a lot. Of, remember this? There mm-hmm. was like a huge shot. So like a, a lot of like tequila, like became um, a little bit harder to get because yeah. they, but there just wasn't enough around. Was, was for that Ma- yeah. ma- mainly? But, and the Julio one is one of the bases, the bases to do that. Yeah, for two reasons. One, because it start to be with a quality mm-hmm. in terms of Mexico has having tequila for five hundred years. Right. Okay. Uh, in those times, up to the last 40 years, the tequila used to be a very, very bad product. Really was a cheap mm. product, was a local product. Of course, the, the Mexicans drink it, the Americans drink it, you know, but was that idea of the spring breaks, you know, and the right. terrible parties and... Awful hangovers. Uh, hangovers and, yeah. and take out your brain out, <laughs> you know, and that, and, that, and that kind of things that was part of what Don Julio did with the image, he was a very clever guy when he started, well, was clever all his life, but in terms of when he started to make tequila, he was in a business 80 years ago, 1942, okay, that the tequila was not a good reputation and, of course, no, no good quality. But this guy started to think it, this is my business. He needed to compete in price and quality and everything in that business that, again, was not a, right. <laughs> a, a high-level business was a volume, was a kind, kind of that. But he said, but I'm, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to give to my family and friends what I sell, what I do, because I compete with that market. And then he started to make something for himself. He said, I'm going to make, to make some time, I'm going to, to reach to, be, to make the best tequila in the world. He was his target. He's he a visionary. He saw a vision a, a, and he thought to himself, visionary. I can't sell this broad yet. But this I, is where it's going. I, I, no, no, no. He said, he, even he said, no thinking to, to sell it. Hey, the selling and, and production will be here, but for my family and friends are going to be here. Even he said, I'm going to make the best tequila in the world, even if I don't sell it. Because he knew that 
there was not market, there was not uh, 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 the cost were yeah, yeah. so high. And well, he yeah. never he never thought. And that's what came talking about why because the, the first was the reposado. It's because he started, he, he for years, even he didn't know if he was for three, five, 20, or 30 years. He made difference in the process for slowly cooking, own yeast, agave harvest in a different way. When he liked some production, 50 liters, 100 liters, 200 liters, he put in a barrels that he had in his own office. Not for the production, in his office, 50 liters there. Then. And then he never, he never knew what to do. Only he said, he said, he tasted and said, oh, wow, this production, like it? Give me 100 liters and put it there. Okay? And with the time, there was some tequila there. Without name, without future, right. only for friends and family. And... But at a certain point, you got more barrels than friends and family. <laughs> By far. <laughs> right. It's an insurmountable amount of tequila sitting here. Yes. And, and, and for a certain time, he, you know, some friend came with him and said, Julio, give me a little bit of your tequila. No? And then he opened a barrel and give a, a bottle or a glass sure. or whatever. And then in 1985, he suffered a brain stroke. That's what became why was the first thing. And they made the, the family, when he returned after one year that he was sick, uh, he returned and had a big depression because he was he looking that he was slowly to think and he lost part of his memory for, those, for that stroke. And then he suffered a big depression and his family, to, make, to cheer him up, made a party. And in that party, they served the tequila that he was keeping for friends and family. Mm. That's and in, everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. One of the guests was a distributor, a Mexican Mexican spirit distributor, and then called him some days after that and say, "Wow, great lunch! I beautiful product. I want to buy it. I want to make the first order." And then Julio say, "Bad news! I don't have product. It's the one that that I gave in the party. That's the only thing that we have. But okay, you are a good friend, and I have seven boxes left. Take it." are for you. And then this guy said, no, I need a thousand cases. And then they start to talk for several weeks and say, and the Julio think uh, what to, how to do it and say, no, I don't want to do it uh, because I don't know how to make it. I made different changes, but I never make it one tequila. They said that. But the good thing is that they, they had at the end seven boxes that they knew the profile. So they get reversed. They know what it is. And then, exactly. He knew that, okay, I, I make the, the best thing that I did in, with the agave was this and this and this. Uh, I love the production of the three months ago when I cook slowly. And, I, and he said, well, I will try to do it, an offer to this guy to, to have the thousand cases, but in one year. And then this guy said, okay, I'm going to wait one year. And the price, put the price that, that you wanted. In that time, the, the most expensive tequila was $4.50 into our tail. And Julio said to this guy, well, for you that you are going to be a distributor, my tequila is going to cost $10. So more than double. Mm -hmm. Only but for distributor. The other, for the other retail was four fifty. Oh, retail and was four fifty. Holy then, shit. That means that after distribution needs to cost $18, $20. Five times more than the most expensive. And this guy said, tomorrow you will receive two checks, one for seven boxes, the other for a thousand cases. You can cash vote tomorrow, and I'm going to wait one year. And that's why it became Don Julio in the market. 
So basically, that's almost like investing in the company, getting the money so they can hold for a year. Say, I'm going to, I can wait. I can pay in advance for one year. I'm going to wait one year, but I want to have your product. So this guy was just a complete believer in the product. Exactly. And Don Julio, a visionary that said, I'm going to make the best tequila in the world, even if I don't sell it. Well, this guy, in some wants moment, put it in, in the Listen, You make the best thing, somebody it. wants to buy it. And well, that is, that is the Don Julio that we are drinking already. No? That, what, that idea, that visionary. And that what you mentioned, that what in the middle of the 80s start to change everything. Yeah. Because there, there came the, the good tequilas, they came the reposados tequila that was smoother, the, the, the women start to drink tequila in Mexico because in the past was, you know, for the Mexican macho and then, you know, and you want to scream and go with the mariachis. <laughs> and that's the idea that, that in the time start to change it. And well, in the 90s, when I moved in with the other the, the distillery and other brands, you start to go to Mexico and the bottles were over the tables and that before... Nobody drink with a showing to other people. You were with two or three of your friends and drink a bottle of tequila, but never show that you were drinking tequila. No? Right, but you were proud of it. You and then since that time, sort of from it. the middle of the 80s, 86, 87, that was Don Julio Pierce, and then it started to, to, be, and, uh, to be a very mm. proud thing, and that's what we have already. And then it was like, then we get to, like, feels like, like the late, mid-late 90s, then it was it like, Reposado was really big. Exactly. And then, because it become, it, you know, a lot of times with with like whiskeys, you know, you think like the longer it's aged, the better it is, right? Yeah. So that's how, the way I always thought about it with uh, tequila. And then, of course, you get anejos. And then, like in the early two thousands, all of a sudden you start finding like super anejos, extra anejos. But what's cool, I, I have the the Don Julio Blanco on the the back bar at uh, at my bar, and. Uh, it's one of the biggest selling ones that, that I have, biggest selling tequila that I have there. Because it's interesting that after all this time of people starting to taste the stuff with more and more age on it, and, and the newer generations getting into you know tequilas and whiskeys and even gins to a certain extent, um, they now they want to see what the original product, where like the like where it comes from, like the source of it, you know? Exactly. So like you're getting, you start to see a lot more of the Blanco tequila and like even just like uh, Blanco tequila and Mezcal, you know, just like the true, like original product off the still. People are very, uh, we've educated our consumer. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I think it's a really cool, cool time for tequila, especially for things that come double barreled. Um, well, I, so. think it, I think, I think we're, we're living in a cool time for spirits in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors as well as uh, take a station break and, and talk about uh, donating to Heritage Radio Network. Uh, we'll come right back and we'll be doing some screaming with some mariachis while we drink some Don Julio. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>
listening to the speakeasy. <laughs> Souther's cracking a beer. Hey, it's the second half of the show. Second <laughs> beer, second half. <laughs> I'm also going to open up this tequila. Do it. So uh, we're back in the studio with uh, uh, en- en- Enrique de Colza from uh, Tequila Don Julio. And we're about to taste some of your... This is brand new, right? Double cast. Brand new. Here in the States. Am I the first one to taste it in the States? Last week, yes. Am I the first? Yeah. No, I'm not. (laughs) This bottle's half empty. You drink some on the way. (laughs) What's on the way? What's on the plane? (laughs) But here now you have it. All right. I'm pouring uh, little nips for everybody, but Damon, you can keep chatting. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. So uh, yes, there's lots of folks in the studio today. Yeah, pouring seven way. glasses. <laughs> I know because it's Don Julio, you know, everybody That's wants right. to drink. It. Yeah, everybody exactly. started to gather around. That's the difference. They say Don Julio is here. So when we left, even even if we said our yeah. our angel share, you know, in our warehouses, we said always when visiting the studio, say, look how many angels are here. Are more angels than <laughs> any other distillery because they, they are drinking Don Julio. That was look how the, many we angels are, we are, are the, here. We are the best angel share that we can have it because there are thousands of angels throughout the company. That's well, amazing. I mean, that's actually something we could talk seriously about, right? Like where your uh, Rick House is, where you're aging, the, the, it's a lot hotter than, say, the Southeast United States. So you, your percentage of angel share has got to be higher. Yes, higher by far. We, we use, or we have in our barrels, in our uh, warehouse barrels, um, a humidity control. We don't have a temperature control. We have a humidity, and we maintain 80, 85 to 87% humidity. And we reduce, and with that reducing and that control, we have almost 6.57% per year lost. Jeez. Yes. You know, Mexico, we're 20, 25, 28%. Right. And, uh, and of, uh, percent, sorry, 25, 28 uh, Celsius degrees of temperature as an average. Okay. We're still reaching sometimes 40 degrees. Yeah. And that's that what we lost a lot, no? Comparing that, what we, that's what you never will be, will be find any tequila that has more than seven or eight or nine years because. It's really, it's, really it's, hard. It's, it's not. It makes no financial sense in, in exactly. You well, need always, to have a very uh, temperature control that costs a lot. Well, you yeah, know, exactly. a fridge, a refrigerator, and warehouses. And I talk to you know guests all the time about how I think distillers look at the planet like a, a baker looks at the oven. Mm-hmm. There's a hot spot, which is certainly going to be like down in your exactly. area in Mexico. Yeah. There's the sort of sweet spot that's kind of the southeast United States. And then there's that cold spot, which is like in Scotland. Exactly. And you can get a range of the same sort of textures and, and flavor uh, notes with different years, right? So it's like three to two, two and a half to three years in Mexico is maybe seven to nine years in the southeast United States is then 13 to 15 years exactly. in Scotland, right? Exactly. That yeah. But that slower cooker up there in Scotland right. means that you're not feeling the pinch of that angel share because it's not boiling it off. I mean, it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is so volatile, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. See, I know cool. stuff. Yeah. I like that. Even, <laughs> in, in, in your book? Even in Scotland. But, uh, it's not in the book, but it'll be in book two. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by for I'm just here for more drinks. <laughs> um, speaking of Scotland, I just want to speak of Scotland. Sorry. Um, you're, you're a big golfer, aren't you? Uh, I used to be. I love. Yeah. Of course, I'm a golf lover. <laughs> I have played since I was a kid. I really reached to play, I believe, very good. But when I was in the young times, uh, actually, I play once in a while. And I'm still, I don't know, 12, 13 handicap. But I, oh. I reached to be four when I was from 17 to 25, 26. I, I, was just thinking I play about that, a very good golf. I was just thinking about it earlier in the show when, uh, when we were talking about traveling around and talking. I was like, I wonder how many golf courses he hits. Right. <laughs> do you, do, uh, do you, are you playing golf while you're here in New York? Uh, no, but the way I never playing here in New York. 
Mm. Here in the state of New York, no. I played in in the Hamptons with my friend. What is the closer one that I that I believe? But I play in, always in the South, yeah. in Florida or in California, and a lot in Colorado. Nice. Very cool. You know, it's, you got to have uh, uh, extracurriculars and extra things in your life or you're not a whole person. Well, um, <laughs> I, I've been trying to find those things. I keep adding more of what I do to my lifestyle, which is work. And, yeah. and then I find that I'm less of a, you know, I don't have as many facets. Well, it's also like when you sit down at a desk and you're you're trying to create or like, you, like when I sit down with a guitar and I'm trying to write a song, then I can't write a song. If I'm sitting at a desk trying to like work on an idea for something I can't get it done I always get inspired by the other things in my life to do sure. to write a song based on something else that was happening or I come up with a cocktail idea when I was based on my like, little fishing ponies. or like whatever <laughs> yeah like like whatever it is you know it's like there's always you have all those different things in life like um, they kind of like give you ideas like making a, a double barreled tequila yeah so, let, let's, so let's talk about that. that nicely done Damon Way well, to bring it back. Learn from the best. Ah, uh, well. Uh, so, double barrel. Talk to us about that, and then let's talk through this tasting. I'm, my mouth is watering. I'm just smelling this stuff. Perfect. And I'm still there. Wait for one minute more. Yeah, I can. I'm, well, like, they, I'm like that Doberman <laughs> Pincher with the, the dog treat on his nose, just waiting for the go-ahead. <laughs> just give me the go-ahead. The, the, idea, the idea to use a second barrel or a double, a double cask uh, was, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years ago that I made a trip uh, here in the in, in United States. I was invited by the government of uh, Missouri and Kentucky and Ohio to visit different barrel, barrels, uh, producers, mm-hmm. uh, even go to the woods and go how the, the, the state producers and the barrels producers. And I bought, in that trip, I bought, I, bought, I don't know, 15, 20 barrels of different different woods, different uh, charred, different, uh, even some of the were not charred, that was only smokiness and like that kind of things. Toasted, even, uh, the toasted, even even I, I bought some with someone that were made it for wine. And sure. then I returned and started to make it and playing. That was, you know, making uh, experiments and someone's directly with those barrels, someone's changing barrels, etc., etc. Et and then someone's I start to like it and when I like to change the barrels, and then I obtain an old barrel from another things, I bought in Spain from some uh, sherries and then whiskeys, uh, and I make it. The things I had several tests. Uh, uh, and then f- last year, 2017, was the uh, 75th anniversary of Don Julio mm. making tequila. Okay, he started to make it in 1942. We released 19, uh, 1942 Tequila in 2002, celebrating 60th anniversary. We launched Don Julio 70 in 2012. And then very fast came five years. That was <laughs> 2017. We cannot wait to the 80th anniversary. And then we decided to launch it there. And the people of marketing and sales asked me for, I say, what do you have? And of course, I, I have examples in my, fa- in my files, no? In my fails also because you know you, oh, make yeah, some, you make something good and then terrible. No, all the times it that no, and there's in the, the best say, way. The best way to learn is to fail. Exactly. That what right. I, I have many good things in my files and a lot of in my fails. Okay. I never. And, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, I, I never lose. I win or I learn. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. And then and then in, in, into that files and fails, there were the use of second barrels, 
And, and well, in one of what I presented to the DIO people, uh, I, I, I present something doing or using whiskey barrels without brand and without name, okay? It was only using barrels. Right. And then as, as, as the Ayos, a large producer of uh, whiskey, said, okay, that's good, and the taste, they, they like also other ones, but they prefer to say, okay, this whiskey, the Ayo the, uh, the produce whiskeys, and we select to do it with Buchanan's, because at the beginning was think one thought only to launch it in Mexico, as an, as, a, as an special edition, and Buchanan's in Mexico is a great developed uh, whiskey. Has been grown in the last five years enormously. It's a, uh, I, can, I cannot say that it's a well sell because black label sells more. But Buchanan's, in terms of growth, has been really uh, unbelievable, very good. And then all all the people then. We vote to say, okay, which which other whiskey we can use, and everybody say, okay, try to do something with Buchanan's. Uh, <clears throat> and really, I'm a lover of Dalwini. My my love, my beloved single malt for many years has been Dalwini. Even I love the distillery by itself. And when I start to learn about Buchanan's and to do something with with the, with that brand, uh, I wrote some mails to the people in Scotland that. And then the game was okay. The, the basics, the almost the fifty percent of the of the Buchanan's, in all the malts that are involved in the Buchanan's twelve, in the original Buchanan's, uh, is Darwini. And then I said, well, I love Darwini. And then send me some samples of the of the raw single malt mm-hmm. without bottling. And then I receive it and I start to make tests with that. I love first combining the products. Is the, the the first step is to put the, the products together. Uh, and then the barrels. Mixology. And then the barrels. No, yeah, that was the way. To put different percentage of Dalwini into Don Julio, and then we right. put it in Blancos, in the, and then to see what happened. And then when we say, okay, this is the range, or is the five or six formula that looks like that is going to be, then we bring three, three barrels from Dalwini. We make a longer or larger examples. Uh, we decided for five formulas in that time, and then we, we, we took to Mexico... 20 barrels more, and then we start really a, a long test, okay? And what we did, our regular reposado is eight months, and the law, the Mexican law said from two months to 12 months to be called reposado. Right. After 12 is an añejo. And then what, what I did with the 20 barrels was to play with tequila since two months and add, uh, I, I, I want to express good, Two months of Don Julio barrels, we said. Sure. And one, two, three, four, up to 10 months in Dalwini. Then a Don Julio, four months, plus one, two, three, up to eight, because before 12, that was, no? Right. Yeah. And then we have, wow, Don Julio, two, four, six, eight, ten 10 months, plus one, two, three, four, five. Then we have, <laughs> I don't know, 150, 200 uh, right. tests. And then all well, the time tasting and that. And finally, what we, or I decided, of course, helping with the people, my my staff of noses and, and everything, uh, we found the the, the uh, in in my mind profile and what we were talking before it was said it was is Don Julio, is not Buchanan's, and then must to taste tequila, we need to express what is tequila is, and then we will let it there something from the Buchanan's, and we finally be, we we understand and we fo- felt that eight months. In our actual barrels, 
the, the regular Don Julio barrels plus one month in Dalwini gives what we can test, taste already, if you can take it mm-hmm. to your nose now, it's a tequila, okay? Absolutely. Your entrance, the basic, the... If we, if we can put a number, the 95% of all the aromas and flavors are tequila. from tequila. Yeah, for totally. sure. There you have the alcohol, you have citrus, citric, you have uh, agave, of course. And in our fourth or fifth note that we have inside of our reposado, that is green apple, we have apples and pears at the end of our reposado. When, when you drink it, the, the, the original one, you will find those notes. It's a note that is also in the Darwini. And then what we, when, when, when I link both, was with that note. In the green apple, we change. Instead of rep, the finish of our reposado, it's a slightly spicy, cinnamon, a little yeah. vanilla, the finish. So it's Here, like you took the Venn diagram of Buchanan's and Don Julio, and you found and, that spot and where say, they cross over. Exactly, and, you, and, you say, and say, here is what it is. Manipulated that. That is the green apple, there's a pear, there is the sweetness, the sweet acid, because it's a, it's a sweet acid. Uh, it's not totally Sweet part ass. of sugar. <laughs> and, and then finish. The finish is the one that is only a little pity, a little smoky. Uh, at the nose, it's quite almost perceptible, but in your mouth, you will feel how the good finish of that uh, whiskey sensation. And when you drink it, salute. Salute. Take a sip. I couldn't wait anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I jumped the gun. Perfect. A lot of glasses here. Yeah, there are a lot of glasses in here. Mm. And feel how tequila is. It's mainly tequila, all the beginning of your sensation in your mouth. But wait for the finish. Oh, yeah. I've... And, and your aftertaste, 30 seconds, 40 seconds more. Now breathe through your mouth and you taste whiskey. Yeah. Wow. It's your all af- my favorite flavors. Your, yeah. after, your aftertaste is whiskey. Right. Is not like tequila. softly cooked in the sun, apples, yeah, and some baking spice, cinnamon, yeah. But, but still, the beginning is more herbal and grassy. Exactly. You know, it's funny it is, yeah. it's, like, it's like herbs and grass and cinnamon, like mm-hmm. and, like apple and pear and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's all like kind of like your like. And normally, you would think like that's like all like fall flavors, but it's still very like fresh at the same time. Right. So it, it, it I feel like I'm back in summer. <laughs> yeah. It's delightful. This is, uh, it transcends seasons. And we're the first persons to ever have it. Yeah. He lied to us. This bottle, <laughs> bottle's already open. Bottle, he was sharing it with the flight crew. And, <laughs> and well, of course, it's a... It's a it's After an, landing, uh, of course. After landing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a special edition. It's, it's going to be a limited edition. We have launching 17,000 cases. And it's only one shot. Limited. Limited. Yeah, probably. I mean, the, everything's limited. Um... So, you this you came out for the seventy fifth birthday, but uh, that whole process and, took and, you more and, than and a year to figure anniversary, out. Or anniversary, anniversary, sorry, yeah, sorry no, but, but that that whole process took more than a year to figure out. So you were starting work on the seventy fifth, seventy in year seventy three, right? Uh, yes, because yes. you the, you had to get it going. Yes, but 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 it's not the, like you woke up and said, but, but, "Here the, it is." But, but the examples of the you know the the main test. Believe me, to, to use a second barrel, I started, I don't know, 12, 12 years ago. Sure, you've been, you've been already that working. There. And then when I present, say, okay, this is with whiskey, this is with rum, this is with this, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, let's do it with whiskey. It also has uh, like, and then was only to put it Buchanan's. No, that was. It also has like a late salinity. I just got like a little salt in my mouth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Am I crazy? Tequila, no? Tequila, yeah. tequila yeah. is salinity. Of course, the tequila we have a, a salty sensation. Sure. At the tip of your tongue, always mm-hmm. has a, the tequila. Shoot. Delicious. Have, yeah. This All is right. delicious. Are you leaving this bottle with us? No. We're not, we're <laughs> yes. not that lucky. Yeah, it's not. Yes, of course. Hey, can you lucky. pour some more for me? Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, lifelong dreams achieved. Now you're making stuff that's just unique and incredible in the world. What's next? Well, what's now the, the, the Reposado Claro in Mexico? Uh, well, wait, wait, I, the Reposado what? The Reposado Claro that I told you. Oh, yeah, is, right, sure. That is, the, in, in certain ways, the, the, the same process that, 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 that I was uh, trying to explain why, why was created the, the Cristalinos or the, the, the clear ones. And was part to put together uh, some thoughts that when you drink Blanco's tequila, Don Julio or whatever, any, any brand, really the Blanco's, has that powerful, that alcohol, that citric that you already mentioned, and that is characteristic, you know, it's the herbal, there is that. But that rough sensation when you drink it, a Blanco, is in your palate, in your tongue, but also in your throat. Yeah. That was it. Sort of uh, burns. That, that was burn. uh, exactly. No, and then smooth. That is came the what is the macho the macho style. No? Right, uh, right. And that was start. Why start to be famous when was reposado? Okay, because you reduce that power. You have a smoother, easy to drink it, uh, uh, and the people of course like that. But with the time, we start to have more and more aged tequilas. Up to the time that, in our case, in the Julio, we reached 1942. That we know that the people love. Of course, it's a great, a soft, easy, smooth. Any any description of, of nice, you have it in 1942, no? But in 1940, I just want to say 1942. That was like a phenomenon. Like when, sure. when that came out, it went nuts. People went crazy. I know we said that a little bit in the first half of the show, but like people still go crazy over 1942. Mm-hmm. I. Like that really, I don't know. There's like you can see like different steps over like I don't say like the past twenty five years and like thirty years of like the way tequila's grown. And it's like I feel like every like three or four years, there's something that is like the new thing that just blows up, you know, and like it hits the scene and it's like that thing. There are things that blow up, but they kind of maybe go away. There are also things that blow up and change the way we think of things. Paradigm shifters. And 1942 is definitely one of those. Surely. And it's, but it's still around, you know, like it's still being called for all the time. Yeah. As far as the, um, and it, you can use it as a baseball bat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bar clearing bottle if you need it. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Cristalino goes, um, is anyone else doing that? Yes. Okay. Yes. There are about that. in Mexico. There's about fourteen or fifteen brands behind us also already. They're doing it. Okay. Yeah. But you innovated it. You were the. We are the you, first one. You the, led the, the first, charge. The first añejo. The first añejo Cristalino. We were. Yeah. yeah. And, and the idea was for what came that, and, and I love to hear your words because something uh, bring some memories even to me when you mentioned what about 1942 that we released in 2002. There were six years ago, and it's still hot. Uh, at the beginning, of course, everybody that we are here except me that I'm really old. Uh, I saw I saw the tequila before the good times. Okay, but again, since in the 90s, when you start to drink it, and then later you... It was still a good time. There was just a headache afterwards. I don't know, exactly. (laughs) Good good times and good memories. I'm pretty sure that the memories are very good. The memory was 
more. I'm pretty more, sure the memories more, are fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> but beloved to, to remember that what it is. Uh, but, but when it starts to be very good, the problem, I, I, I tell you, even when we were one to release in 2002, we start to make it in 1999. And when I just arrived, I, I was received to say, okay, we have in two years or three years. Um, and when we found what to do in 1942, really we have a lovers and a haters. Because in that time, any tequila was so sweet and so nice and so smooth. And then a lot of people said, no, 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 this is not going to work. It's so smooth, it doesn't taste of tequila. It's, you know, it's no, 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 no. And, and even one of the reasons that the bottle is too tall is because we have the doubt if, the, if 1942 should work or not. And then we wanted to separate of the original short bottles and yeah. say, if, if it doesn't work, we can okay, pull it and no one will notice. Pull it out and no one will notice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So brave enough to do that, it and the, innovate, that, that but, but right. hedging your bets a little bit uh, by changing the bottle so that if it had to go, you could just Be- quietly sweep it aside. And because again, <laughs> because again, Don Julio was the first one to use a short bottle. The first one in that party that I mentioned before. Mm. One, the only request of Don Julio did was, okay, use my tequila, but find a short bottle because I don't want that all the guests in the table was tilted around oh. the bottle in order to see the other face because the bottle were too tall in that, in that time. And then he wants find a short bottle. And, and the bottle is short because that. And now after 40 years, all the bottles are short. All the Great. bottles are uh, hand-blown. All the bottles have color. And why? Because really? Don Julio changed it. And Don Julio was a good product and then everybody was imitated. Here is the same. We did the, the Cristalino, and now there are 15 brands behind us. No? Yeah. And when I tell the history why I made the, the Cristalino, that I have a history, how, to, how I did it, then I said uh, as a joke, but as a truth to the people that I gave to the testing, and say, well, after, after myself, when you ask to any other one, why do you make a Cristalino? Their only answer was, because we want to copy Don Julio, because that was the only thing. I have a, a whole reason how, how we made Cristalino. I was to bring it that, to, ma- to make it, to bring it from the one that was sweet and rounded and smooth, bring it back that power of the, of the Blanco. Right. That, was, that was what I did. I need to okay. try this stuff. I haven't tried it. I mean, I'm a big Blanco. I like Blanco tequilas the most. So this sounds like it's going to right up my alley. Yeah. But this juice here is delicious too. I mean, I'm a whiskey guy, so I, I love this. I'm a, I take all comers. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't discriminate on the backbone. No, no, no. Yeah, I hear you. But the, uh, yeah, I, I just, I remember that vividly, like in 2002 when that, yeah. that agave leaf shaped bottle yeah. started popping Something. up everywhere. My, everywhere. I have an identical twin brother, and he actually Creepy. got a bottle for, uh, like a gift from his boss at work. Okay. Um, and he brought it home, and he was like, He'd already had like a quarter of the bottle like at his office, <laughs> like that day at work. I think it was like during the holidays or something. And he was like, "Dude, you got to try this." And he's not he's not in the bar industry, but he yeah. you know he enjoys like good stuff, you know. And so that's how I was introduced to it. And I was like, "All right." And exactly, this it was is the great. Four, four leaves put it together. That yeah. was the, the way that the shape born, born in that way. Put it to. To live, four to live together, and then it was tall and looks nice. Yeah. And we found a green, similar green of the Agave Azul, but in, in glass was impossible. Yeah. And that was so green. <laughs> <laughs> and that way we changed with the time because there were 
we, we needed to innovate and everything. We didn't change anything about the liquid, but the bottle was changed about nine years ago. Cool. Uh, but yeah, the original one, as you mentioned, yeah. was with the, the leaves. Um, how, so, uh, how, yeah. how, so when you're drinking Don Julio, any of the, any of the labels, how do you enjoy it? How, how do you drink tequila? I drink basically an 80% of my time. Before this, I said 90. But now, with the appearance of Don Julio 70, 80% of my time I drink Añejo on the Rocks. Añejo on the Rocks. That's your uh, go-to. And I take the other ones more. I love to mixing. I'm a, a cocktail lover. I have a very nice bar in my home. And I enjoy into mixing. I make, I make uh, cocktails. And, that, and then I enjoy all ones. All ones. Playing golf, by the way, I drink a Blanco From a with flask. tonic. Oh, it's tonic. Blanco and tonic. Yeah, I love tequila and tonic. I do too. It's actually become like a very... Uh, With my formula? No. I don't know. What's your formula? What's your... Yeah, <laughs> you got a special tonic? What do you got? Nope. It's not more... It's a special the way to do it. Okay. You'll Everybody feels the same. Okay. It's spirit and tonic and ice and a, and a twist of lime. No, Here, myself, is the first that you put in an empty glass. No ice, no anything. Put two twists of lime. Mm-hmm. Green lime at the bottom. Twist it in order to take it out the the, 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 the oils. Mm-hmm. Let it there and pour the tequila. Yep. One and a half, two ounces there. Let it for two minutes without ice. Infusion. So only, infuse. only the, yeah. we're, doing small, we're doing a short it's infusion. Kind, it's a short infusion. That one in the twist to take it out the oils. Then the ice and finish with the tonic. Yep. The, the garnish is inside already. And try it. It's perfect. That's how I, I do. That's how I do gin I and tonics. It. I'll do the same thing with like a, a grapefruit twist and a lime twist. Put that in there, the gin. But that's it. But without ice, the important is without ice. Yep. Because you have the total strength of the yep. product. Yep. If you put ice, you start to dilute the, the right. strength. It's not as not then, as solvent anymore. Exactly, I like that. Exactly. You take it out, and then it's. I love that. Cheers to that. There's, Brilliant. There's two 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 the, two Don Julio tonics Sundays Sundays playing golf. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So it's mixology from Enrique de Colsa from uh, the master distiller from Tequila Don Julio. <laughs> how to make a proper tequila tonic. Sounds delightful. All right, I'm, I'm gonna try one later. I'm trying, yeah, yeah. Same. I'm going to my bar in a couple hours, so uh, I'm going there immediately. Uh, <laughs> so it's been I. such a pleasure having you in the studio. Well, thank you so much for coming and being on the show and talking to us uh, at length about your journey with uh, uh, with uh, you know being an engineer and coming through all of those different liquids and moving your way into tequila and then making making yourself known as the head of Don Julio uh, family and you're doing them proud. That's for sure. These are amazing products and we love them. Um, so thank you so much for being on the thank show. You, thank you both from yeah, really taking me here. Me. I love it. I yeah. really, and, you know, any time, time. great time. Whenever you're back in town, um, maybe next time you can come on the show and we'll we'll actually make the uh, tequila tonics. We're gonna make them on the show next week without you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to wrap up a little bit. I'm going to say some things we always say. You want more? Please follow us uh, and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast or on Twitter at the Speakeasy Radio. Or sorry, at Speakeasy Radio. Damon is Damon Bolte. That's B O E L T E. And you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms. Uh, take a moment to write a review of us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform. Give us a, a star rating if you can, five if possible. Uh, and if you're visiting New York City or a resident, please stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Uh, you might want to reach out to us beforehand to make sure we'll be here. Sometimes we don't do live shows, uh, but we'd love to see you. So that's all I've got to say. We're typically here. We're typically here. Sometimes we're not. I'd say nine out of ten. At least one of us is here. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. Do, uh, do but I would hate up. for someone to show up on the one time when we're in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
That that does happen occasionally. It does. Um, well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Thank you again to our friends in the studio. And do go to heritageradionetwork.org. Click on the beating heart to donate to the station. That's how we keep going. And that's how we keep getting great guests to come in and bring us awesome tequilas that you can't try yet. <laughs> but soon. But soon. All right. Thanks again for being on the show. Until next week. Salud. Salud. Salud, guys. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.